So do you now do PC gaming? Are you a PC gamer or still mainly console? PS5 at the moment. Couch yeah. gamer, you're a couch yeah, gamer. Couch Me too. Gamer. <laughs> oh Me my too, God, yeah. there's a word for it. Yeah, there is a couch gamer, yeah. <laughs> hey look, you're active enough elsewhere. Yeah, you can sit on the couch yeah, and play yeah. PS5. Definitely doesn't make you lazy, yeah. not at all. Oh, um, I love that, I love that phrase. I haven't heard that before. Oh, that's got me. Hello and welcome once again to the In The Lobby podcast here at Guild. It is 2024. We have started the year off strong when it we comes have. to guests. Last time you heard us, we had P Money in the building. And this time we have Olympic swimmer, wonderful athlete, gaming fanatic, <laughs> and just great person, Alice Deering. Hey, welcome hello. to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm welcome. good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> is this your first time here? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I did a... I did a thing online with Guild. Um, it was a fortnight. I can't remember the name of it though. I feel bad, but I, I I, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Ian was like, I swear she's like being either been. I in knew it was Guild related. It was because we, we whenever our producer Pete always he gets frustrated because he's like, you seem to know everybody. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. It's just like, we've got Alice Deering on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, we, I know Alice. We we uh, interact yeah. here and there, yeah. don't we? So, um, I like your tweet. Why don't you recommend? Yeah. I like your tweets. <laughs> But you've had, even just from 2021, when it was that we, we met mm-hmm. uh, um, online or whatever it was, yeah. you, you've just been going from strength to strength from then even, haven't you? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm, How's life? It's been busy in a really good way. Like, I'm out here doing stuff that I never thought I would. And I've got like, those opportunities through swimming, which I'm just like... Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like, I'm getting invited to these events. I'm just like, I don't know how I got on this PR list, <laughs> but I'm not asking any questions. Yeah, that's I'm telling up. I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's been really exciting. And I'm just, just taking every opportunity I can. So, yeah, it's been that's fun. Good. That's such a humble attitude. That is so oh. sweet. I, I do the same sometimes. I'm like, wow, I get to go to, like, some pretty cool things through doing this, like, mm-hmm. gaming stuff. It's cool to see it's the same in, like, the athlete world, I guess. It's like... Mm-hmm. Especially when it's not like a whole world that you're not really used to. Obviously, you're probably a bit more used to it now because you've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes you can literally get thrown into the deep end, no pun intended. Yeah. And it's all a bit like... <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> it's all a bit wild. So yeah, uh, that's really cool. It's good, to, it's good to be keeping busy, especially obviously when there's such a big time frame between mm-hmm. Olympics. Um, so yeah, that's that's really cool. Doing yeah. lots of gaming. I have been. I have been. I've honestly, I've been back on Fortnite. Actually, ironically, yeah. The no build mode. Oh my god, changed my life. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> I was getting mecked all the time by all these builders, yeah. and it's like someone just went, "Ian, this is for you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no I feel like mode. it's for like like our generation of gamers. Yes. I can't yeah. lie. Literally, like, I like, can't keep up. Yeah, I can't keep up. You shoot at someone, and then they're like. 20 feet above you in the sky shooting down on you I'm just like I'm, I, I can't compete with you so I've been really enjoying the no build mode I've have, had a few W's I'm, I'm nice, nice 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 I, I do want to circle back to like all the gaming stuff in a minute but like you was you know you mentioned there Harry about uh, how humble you are Alice and I, I've always got that impression from you whether it's like you know now in person or whenever I've seen you online or whatever do you think that's linked to like hard work because to, to compete whether it's at Olympics or any championship or any tournament since you've been so young it comes with such sacrifice it comes with such um, daily grind and I, I think that brings like a foundation of, of I guess humbleness with it right yeah I totally agree like you have to have that self-confidence and self-belief and know that you're good enough and like to stand up on the line next to all of these other amazing athletes but you are your own worst critic at the same time. Like you are your biggest, biggest critic, I should say. Like 
sometimes nothing's good enough no matter how hard you've tried no matter how much you push yourself you're always like okay now I need to get more of myself I need mm. to do better and I think with that comes this humble attitude where you are always looking inward so you kind of focus on yourself a lot but then realize that you have to I'm trying to find the right words like have to be have to be better yeah but keep that in yourself yeah that makes sense I'm sorry that's just like it's a bit all over the place no for sure and like you know I've had friends when I was when I was younger never reached the the levels of success you know athletically that you have but like even just guys who've competed or guys and girls who've competed at like a local level Mm. like the the amount of sacrifice they'd always be missing out on cool like friendship activities or like Mm. getting up three hours earlier than me to, before school or yeah. whatever. Who was like the driving force in your life to, to, to push you? Was it yourself? Did you have like support elsewhere? Like who, where did that come from? Came from my mum a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was always in me, but sometimes that gets lost very easily, especially as you're saying all these sacrifices, all these things that you see your friends doing and you're like, okay, now I've got to be up at 4.30 to go swim. So I can't really hang out with you tonight. And um, my mum was always the one getting up with me, taking me swimming. And it was kind of like, a dual buy-in where she sacrificed so much time for me and not that I feel like I owed her anything but it's nice to know that I wasn't alone in that sense through all the things we were going through and obviously there were other athletes around but you you kind of only realize that you think your situation is very unique if that makes sense because you're the only one you can only see yourself doing it day to day yeah whereas other people are with you but you don't see what they're doing back home so yeah my mum getting up with me um there were so many times that I wanted to quit that I wanted yeah. to like bail out and be like no nah, I'm actually really done with this I'm over it and she would just be like okay just take the night off swimming and see how you feel and then I'd take the night off and I'd come back in and I'd be like oh I wish I'd gone training now like yeah. I actually really wish I'd gone and she was like yeah I know but like you need to learn that for yourself kind of there are a lot of parents who try to make their children do um, do everything and then it, they end up getting like the resistance of like a sling back where the child's like no actually I'm completely yeah. done with it so my mum found a really happy balance of keeping me interested and encouraging me but not pushing me at the same time that's a really good way to do it I think you're so right in that a lot of people will probably like force their kids mm-hmm. to do like all these different activities mm-hmm. because they want them to like follow a specific path in life but yeah. definitely you know, having that want to do it come from yourself instead of someone else pushing you to do it probably really... I don't works. know, I'm going to force my kids to be American champion. <laughs> yeah, I want it to, to, to be 200cc Mario Kart champion. 200cc? <laughs> 200, <laughs> right? For, for anybody who's watching this who maybe doesn't know your story, Alice, mm-hmm. like, you've, you've accomplished history. So, like, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm asking these questions about, like, your upbringing and, like, how you got to that mm-hmm. level. 2020 Olympics, first black swimmer to represent Great Britain ever like yeah that's crazy crazy. (laughs) i I just want to run that back just to just a little bit because i imagine at some point you were just a kid watching the olympics thinking Mm. i wonder if that could be me what did it what did it feel like to to get there and then you know tick that incredible history box it's surreal honestly i used uh, i watched 2008 was the first olympics i remember watching and i just remember seeing it and thinking that's really cool but it'll probably never be me because uh, you hear all these stories around what athletes do, what they sacrifice, the training they go through. And I didn't like swimming enough. I thought I didn't like swimming enough to push myself to that level. So I was watching it like, oh, that's really cool, but it's not going to be me. So like, I don't want to get too deep into it. But I just kind of kept going with it. Like, I'm very stubborn, naturally. <laughs> like, I just thought, um, 
So at that point in 2008, I was at like a national level and I wanted to just try and make British champs. Yep. And so I just kept working and made British champs when I was like 15, made that and then was like, okay, I want to make European juniors. And then went the same competition at British champs, I made European juniors. And then I was like, okay, let's try and make world juniors. And then two years later, I made world juniors. And so it was just kind of like a... I just, I never looked at the Olympics as the end that, goal. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. So was in like, that, in all that time, you never had like the end goal no, of getting to the Olympics. Yeah. You were just always looking forward to like the next the, competition that yeah, you would get into. Exactly. I guess that probably then, not that it doesn't put a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on you, because you're obviously still putting some pressure on yourself to make those competitions that you wanted to be in. But it's probably a good thing not to have the overarching Actually, goal yes. of like, I want to be in the Olympics mm-hmm. one day. Because otherwise you might have worn yourself out or scared yourself off of it, but... That's kind of cool. I was watching um, another interview and you said that you trained, you were training like eight times a week or something at one point, right? That's I don't think I've ever done anything eight times a week in my entire life apart from wake up, well, wake up eight times a week possibly, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. That means you're one nap. Yeah, yeah. 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 Only one nap though, that's not even a lot. I need my naps. So you'd go like obviously training every day and then some days you'd go like morning and night. Yeah, so I started... I started seven times a week when I was 11. I moved up to eight times a week when I was about 13. And then I've been on nine times a week ever since. And I've done a few tens. But I don't see tens are too much for me. Um, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's it, a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Like I see, like I see some of the, what some of the girls do and what some of my competitors do. And I'm just like, I actually can't do that. Like my yeah. mind starts to just be like, nah, you're done. Like I can get the meters done in the pool. I can get it all done. But then I get home and like my mood just plummet yeah. not really nice to be around if I'm being <laughs> completely honest so um it's fun it's, be, it's about finding that happy balance of okay this isn't making me happy so if we drop one session my happiness can go up and then I'll be a better athlete because of mm-hmm. it it's 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 been a learning curve mm-hmm. over the past couple of years to find that optimum yeah. which I think a lot of athletes do go through but sometimes coaches do just want to run back like this has worked for every other athlete mm-hmm. I've coached in this event so you're doing that and don't allow that individuality, but I'm very thankful I'm at a place that does. Yeah, and to be forever known as an Olympian as well, like, it's mm. such an elite group, right? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm pretty sure... It sounds amazing. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you've got the Olympic tattoo and like, It's like a rite of passage, right? I was with Edge, I think Joshua recently, I think he's got it as well, maybe? I think oh, he's got okay, a tattoo, nice. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But I, I know that I've seen it on a lot of athletes where like, it's... because. It, you are separate because you know, <laughs> you've done that thing that like, we've all seen, we've all watched and to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Did, what, did, did you get the tattoo? It was like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. It was literally, I got off the plane from Tokyo on like a Monday morning and I had it booked for the Tuesday afternoon. Like, oh, honestly, I was like, so this is the cool. first thing I'm doing. Like, I've been daydreaming about it like uh-huh. since I qualified basically. Well, even before that, even when I knew that I was fully aiming towards the Olympics, I was like, I know where I'm getting it. I needed to figure out which side of my body I got it on. I got it on my left hip. So yeah. you can only really see it when I'm in a swimming costume. But yeah, I'm re- yeah, I look down at it. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I did that. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. God, the, Is that know? the only tattoo you have? No, I've got two. I've got, oh, well, no, sorry, I've got three. I've got the Olympic rings. I've got a, a tribal symbol on my back, which means endurance. It's from like my mother's side of like her heritage. Nice. And then the first tattoo I got when I was 18 was like, 
21 Pilots, their band logo. It's, <laughs> it's on my right hip. I love that. That's, really cool. That's amazing. I thought oh about God. getting it covered up sometimes, but I'm like, nah, you need to accept your uh, stupid yeah, cool. mistakes. Oh, you like, do. It's only like this it. big. So many people must have like I've tattoos. got a Nintendo <laughs> logo tattoo on my yeah, I've got that. a bunch of bananas because Donkey Kong was my favourite character. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> the, there are a couple where I think, should I leave them? And I just think, yeah, whatever. Uh, there, yeah, no, yeah exactly. Cool. I feel like people when they get tattoos when they're younger, obviously yeah. do it because you're now of age to get a tattoo. You're like, I'm going to get a tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it in a few years. Like, mm. yeah. yeah. But so many people have one like that. Though. Absolutely. I think it's, it shows like character development. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> and it, yeah, when I see it, I was like, oh yeah, that, I did get that in sunny beach, Bulgaria. And it takes me, <laughs> it takes me back to, to being on the strip oh as an idiot. Um, but let's, let, I could talk about all your accolades and accomplishments and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll loop back to them. But like, let's talk about gaming, right? Yes, That's what we're here for. This is Guild. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, when you, this is what I, I'm surprised by, you know, I know that you're a big time gamer and you grew up playing a lot of video games, right? Yes. You managed to train to be an athlete and be a gamer. Yeah. Where, 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 what else did you do? I was going to say, do you have time to do anything else? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out as well because I've got two degrees as well. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right. She's got it all. Yeah. Got it all. But yeah, no, uh, I've always used gaming as that, like, escape. Yeah. Like, it's really nice to just jump into the shoes of another character, literally, and just, like be someone else for a while I think it's quite fun like I'm a big RPG fan so like Persona 5 absolutely loved Witcher 3 played like four times I'm about to play that soon yeah. I said, oh that's my, God, my list oh, to play this year because I've so never played good. it and I've made a list of like RPGs that I want to get done this year so far it's only Red Dead Redemption 2 oh, and The Witcher 3 but yeah nice. put what Persona on there please I will put Persona like, <laughs> every person good. that you talk to that's played Persona it's like it's a weeby game but mm. oh my god it's just so good. That's like, fine. I don't mind that. That's completely fine by me. I've, I've heard about like elements of like the like your your mum and how she influenced yes. your life as a, as a gamer as well. I, don't get me wrong. I love my mum. I am jealous a little bit because you could you grew up with a mum who loves gaming, but also love like Japanese like yes. influence. Yes. So like yeah, that's so sick. Like. <laughs> That's so rare as well, it isn't is it? To have so a mum going, hey, rare. check this out. I've got a PSP or whatever. Like. Literally, literally, like she got, oh, I can't remember, was it, not Kotaku, I can't remember the name, PlayAsia, PlayAsia. She get everything off this website called PlayAsia. And we had a PSP like two years before it was released in Europe. <laughs> and like, I don't know, she just ordered this stuff in and was like, oh yeah, I got it from Japan. And I was like, okay. So we were just playing on the PSP like before it was released in Europe. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, we had like the GameCube, that was the first console I properly played. Um, and then I used to go into my brother's room and annoy him a lot when he got a PC when he was a bit older. We played Team Fortress 2. Oh my god, TF2. Like, oh, oh my god. I really hope there's like a resurgence of that game sometime. I yeah, me too. Like, I really just, hope there is. I used to play that, like, I used to go to like LAN parties and play like oh god, TF2 against those people. Oh my god. But that is really cool because whenever we tell stories and we have people tell stories on here about how they got into gaming, a lot well, for me personally, yeah. it was my dad. My dad was like massive into gaming. My mum had played some games. She always goes on about Monkey Island. Like she loves that game, like the puzzle treasure game or whatever. Um, but for me, it was my dad. So hearing that it was your mum, I think that's like the first time we've ever heard that. I'm sure now there is going to be more of us oh, female sure. gamers oh getting oh. their kids into, yeah. into gaming. So that's exciting. What was the first game you ever played? Do you remember? Or like first, or you said you had the the PSP like ages before it came out. 
It must have been something on the GameCube, probably like America or Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, Wind Waker. Oh, Wind Waker, Wind the Waker. graphic style was so unique. Timeless. Yeah, for sure. The game is timeless. Because I was rocking N64 before the GameCube, right? I'm a bit oh, Yeah, 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 fair. Um, thought I'd bring it up. But, uh, <laughs> no, and, and like, I played like Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. and uh, Majora's Mask on the N64. And then when the GameCube came out, like I was like, these graphics are crazy. Like, what is this? Because like, it came out around the same time as the PS2. So I was like, I think it was PS2. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mr. GameCube. All my friends like, I'm getting a PS2. I was like, go get a PS2, yeah. whatever. I'm going to play Enjoy the GameCube. It. Wind Waker comes out. Crazy. Um, Mario Kart Double Dash. Double Dash. Yeah, when you swap them around for no reason. No reason. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, Who I'm going to swap them out. Um, I used to do Daisy yeah. and Yoshi. Nice. Like, like, I don't know why. I just really like them. <laughs> what about you? I was uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, never, I never had a GameCube. Honestly, I'm you should get sure one. I'm pretty sure my yeah, first absolutely. console was a Dreamcast, I, I think. Oh, okay. But I can't remember what I would have played on it. Dreamcast and then I pretty much only had like PlayStation and Xbox consoles until I went to PC. But I don't think my dad was ever... My dad was... He had one of those like... What the hell do you call those PCs? Like one of those first like... Oh, Commodore 64, I yeah, think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had Commodore 64, so I think that was more of like a computer type of console. Mm-hmm. So I've always been into PC gaming. So do you now do PC gaming? Are you a PC gamer? Or still mainly console? PS5 at the moment. Couch yeah. gamer, you're a couch yeah, gamer. Couch Me too. Gamer. Oh Me too, my God, yeah. there's a word for it. Yeah, there is a couch gamer, yeah. Hey, look, you're active enough elsewhere. Yeah, you can sit on the couch yeah, yeah. and play PS5. It definitely doesn't make you lazy. Yeah. Not at all. Oh, um, I love that. I love that phrase. I haven't heard that before. Oh, that's got me. Yeah. What are you rocking on the PS5 at the minute? I've been, always been into Overwatch ever since oh. that came out. Are you an Overwatch guy? Oh, nice. I remember my tattoos of Pachimari. Come on. Oh, my God. Tattoo guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Mean? Um, any, pretty much any support character. I, I yeah, like support. Okay. I'm not very good at uh, Well, actually, I like tank as well. I do play tank. I've been playing a lot of Ramatra. I'm playing a lot oh, of Sigma. Okay. Um, but yeah, Overwatch has been like my main game that I've played for probably like five to six years now. So much fun. The player base has shrunk so much. Though. It it's has. so sad to see. I'm just There's like, a lot of bad rep now that like the second game has come out too, which yeah. to be fair, like they haven't really taken it in the best direction, but. It's still a fun game. Yeah, I still enjoy 100%. it. I don't think I'm competitive enough to get as annoyed about it as everyone else does. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I do play it like mainly every night. I would try uh, are you as games. competitive in gaming, gaming as you are in? <laughs> no, I don't play ranked. I think that's my. my I play. I only play ranked if I'm playing with other people. Yeah. I avoid ranked as much as possible because I'm like I'm. T- I'm using this time to not be competitive. Yeah. yeah, I cannot start being like, oh, I'm just hard stuck gold. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't have that because it's just <laughs> it's there's it's no escape. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just like take that moment and just like if I get tilted, I'm like, it's only a game. Yeah. You're bad at it anyway. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, but Harry, you wouldn't recognize me on ranked when I start playing. I avoid ranked now. What's what ranked games do you play? Because are you mainly oh, Gears of War. Yeah, Ooh. Gears of War has ranked. I was yeah. gonna say. Oh yeah, what? I used to get deadly serious. On ranks, like, I, I didn't even know Gears of War was multiplayer. What? Yes. Yeah. Gears of War is like is a is a real slept on franchise now, but for a long time <laughs> I, I it, it was like be. that's the Xbox Goat, right? That and oh, Halo. Hell yeah. 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 It's a tough one, isn't it? Halo or, Go- or Gears? It's yeah. a, it's a real. I'm leaning towards Halo just because it was. I've, you got your PSP a year before release, right? Yeah. My dad went to America, oh, and he brought back 
the Xbox, the OG Xbox. Oh, the green one. Or was yeah. It, yeah. So it was like, like the, black, the, but the green big yeah, X yeah. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. And he brought it home um, six months before it came out in the UK. Nice. And like, this was before the days of smartphones, you know. <laughs> and um, I was going to school and stuff. And I was like telling my mates I was playing Halo. And they were like, yeah, whatever. No, you're not. And I couldn't prove it. <laughs> and, I didn't want, and I didn't want anybody to come round because I didn't want them to play on it. Because I was like, get off it. Mm, so I had it for six months and I couldn't share it with anybody because there was nowhere to take a picture or anything. Like, no. I just had to tell people. But yeah, that was because I played Halo 1 on that. And I, all I used to do was zoom in on the grass and I'd be like, oh my God, there's individual oh, blades, blades yes. of grass. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Fable 1 on the original Xbox is my favorite all-time game. So oh, I want to try Fable because I don't, it's again, a game that I've never played before, but I would like to give it a go. It's, it's like a classic, I yeah. think. It? I feel like it revolutionized RPG, that mm-hmm. style of RPG. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of broke the wall a little bit, but maybe that's just because it's the first RPG I played. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking Everyone about. Everyone always <laughs> have a soft spot for their first RPG, I think. Are there any games that are coming out See, I don't even know if many games are coming out like this coming year. Not like mm-hmm. massive, massive games anyway, but are there any that you're looking forward to in particular? Whenever Persona 6 is available. If anybody <laughs> who's that. working on Persona 6, if you could drop us some information. Hurry up, please. <laughs> the fan base is starving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go home and try Persona now. Are you a GTA fan at all? Do you ever play GTA? I've never played it. I yeah. think I might have touched it on the PSP, but my mum quickly took that away yeah, from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. I've never played 5, but I've seen the content that has been put out for that game is something mm-hmm. else. Right? I probably need to get into it, but I think it's one of those things now where it's like... It's too big. Do you know, it's like looking at Grey's Anatomy or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. It's like 24 seasons. <laughs> and that's how I'm looking at GTA 5. I get that. It's such a weird feeling, isn't it? There's certain games that you think, I really want to, but that's, that's just... That's how, exactly how I feel about League of Legends, though. Because, oh, like, I've never played too. League of Legends. <laughs> no. but, like, you love League, though, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm into the eSport. I don't touch the game itself because the, it's toxic. It's yeah. so bad. I used to play, like, the most unranked, like, easiest, like, lowest mode you could, like, the most get into it mode and people still flame and get angry no. and I'm like yo like I'm here because I'm bad yeah. like it was sometimes it wasn't even at me sometimes it was sometimes it wasn't sometimes it's not at me and I'm just like I don't want to be is that bad vibes yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to remove yourself from yeah. that right? yeah. but I absolutely love the esport it's, it's my favourite esport yeah it's so much fun like it's just it's really yeah it's so many stars yeah. as well right yes, like, it's like legends yeah <laughs> not, not legends Lots of legends. You know, we were yeah. talking about uh, Faker earlier. Oh, just, mm-hmm. yeah. And Michael Jordan of esports, really, isn't he? Like, yeah. crazy. You see the fan, the fans that follow him around to airports and stuff, and you're just like, it's mad that that's an esport player. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. And a lot of people wouldn't really understand that. Like you said earlier, you were trying to explain to your normie friends mm-hmm. um, who Faker is, and they were just like, what is he just play like games on his computer at home and it's just like no they're they're probably like bigger celebrities than some of the celebrities they would know in like modern day like tv and stuff i think you're a a prime example of like the the, sort of like the point that i was trying to make on a previous uh, episode about uh the news recently it's just it's just one person's bad take about you know that kid who, who Completed Tetris. Yeah, for 10 years I old. didn't realize that was no one had completed it before. Crazy, that blew my mind. Like it's like that game's from the seventies, eighties, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Actually, that is. Like, how is a thirteen-year-old kid yeah. going to complete it? And there's literally like movies and stuff about it. Have you seen the Tetris movie? No. Oh, no. oh yeah, really, I've seen it. It's really it's good. With, is it with Taron Egerton? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, really good movie. On you Apple, give, it, give it a watch. Apple Plus. I think. Yeah, yeah I think it might be. Yeah, I really it's enjoyed that out. movie though. It's pretty good. Really good. But the, the, you are a prime example of someone who you know achieves. 
some of the greatest things athletically, but you're also a gamer. Do you do you still ever hear about it? Do you ever find it on a personal level that people are still judging gamers differently to those people who just like sit and watch TV, for example? Even though it's like a very similar activity, but there's almost this go out and touch grass mentality still for yeah. some gamers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's like it was literally your tweet I saw today. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it, but like you people be like, oh yeah, I binge watched like season four of you over the weekend, yeah. which is like eight, ten hours of yeah. content. But then if I was like, oh, I sat and played like eight hours of Overwatch or Fortnite this weekend, I would get looks. Yeah. So it's sure. kind of crazy. But like, I feel like video games stimulate more than watching a TV oh, show. 100%. Like, definitely. Yeah, so absolutely. I don't know why there's so much hate behind it. I feel like it, it's like moral panics, isn't it? We're going to get sociological here. Let's do it. But <laughs> I'm here for it. It's that stress of like, that I think the media put on it a couple years back, or maybe, I say a couple years back, a couple decades, I suppose. Yep. And then it's still like being recreated through parents. But I ho- like hopefully, like our generation will be a lot more open minded around it, which we well, most of us already are. Yeah. I, I always say everyone's a gamer, well, whether it's like Candy Crush or Farmville or then League of Legends at a high level. Yeah. There's, a, there's a massive range. Like I, I don't know why there's so much stigma when everyone enjoys the like, game. It's one exactly. of those things where it's just like give it a give it a go. Like yeah. yeah. My, like, I always talk about my girlfriend. Like she. Never play video games ever. Like, and then she meets me, and she, uh, you're in a situation where you're probably going to pick up a pad at some point. Yeah. And uh, now she we, she gets home from work, and she's like, "Could we play Sackboy, please?" And I was like, "Absolutely, <laughs> yeah." And she, I'm like, she's like real good at it. And I'm like, she's, she's obsessed with it. But it's like it's just giving it. A, it's just giving it going. It. Yeah. I think. There's yeah. The, there's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love puzzle games. Like that's that's one of my things. Like. Even if I can't get into like a big story game, because I usually do that on stream because I feel like it's much more social to, to play like a big story game on stream because yep. you've got other people there interacting. But puzzle games, I could probably just sit there and I just love the fact that it just yeah. stimulates my brain. Whereas watching like, like you said, a season of you probably wouldn't do <laughs> as I, I still much. love it. This is the thing. I do love binging as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love yeah. a good binge. But like, I'm not judging anyone who's been. No, exactly. exactly. Yeah, no, that's, there's no that's judgment. Different. Nah. It's just stop judging the game. That's exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. That's major achievement in your life. Yes. Where does starting the or being a big part of the Black Swimming Association? Did, did were you a founder in 2020? How did all that happen? Yeah, I co-founded it in 2020. Amazing. There's four of us. Um, honestly, we just started with a group chat in like September 2019. And we all were involved in swimming in different ways, all kind of knew each other, but then we came together on this group chat through like some, some of us linked us all together yeah. and just started talking about everything that we hated, that, that we saw in swimming that we hated and wanted to change. And then we were kind of like, wait, why don't we try and change it? So um, yeah, we co-founded the Black Swimming Association. It's advocating for the safety and inclusion of black and Asian people in swimming or aquatics. And honestly, like there are, there are, there will be so many white people out there that don't know how to swim and we're going to help them too but there are specific issues within the black and asian community which we are specifically equipped to educate and help move forward especially in the aquatic sector why do you think it is why do you think it's been such an issue for so long so there's like cultural issues such as um for black people honestly it's the stereotype of we were just told that we shouldn't swim that we can't swim that our bones were too dense and that we should go to like athletics or basketball or football, like all these other land-based sports. And I think in like the 60s and 70s, literally told not to go to swimming lessons or just turned away from swimming lessons because it's not beneficial. There's no point trying to teach a black person to swim or so they were told. And then 
that happens to some people's parents and then they're like okay well I've never had to learn to swim my whole life and I've survived not drowning I'm not going to take my child to learn to swim and then their children probably won't take their children to learn how to swim and it just ends up being quite a knock-on effect generationally Uh, there's obviously the issue of hair and skin where Afro-Caribbean hair is a lot more susceptible to damage from chlorine and until recently there haven't there haven't been any opportunities for people to be able to even like get this much hair into a swimming cap that has completely changed now which is great to say what is it like a new invention or something no yeah it's kind of crazy isn't it like i work with a brand called soul cap yeah and i think they were founded in 2018 i started working with them in 2020 and they literally just create a larger swimming cap so you can get more hair in. that's crazy it's that simple no it was it is that simple but like it's crazy to think no one before that like all of these swimming brands never thought oh that's an issue but i guess because you got wonderful hair and the thought of having to to, i guess cut it short just so you can swim swim. yeah it's sad and this is the thing like no one should miss out on swimming just because of their hair or their race or whatever that may be so that's what the bsa is trying to do is just trying to show it is for everybody and if there is anyone out there who doesn't know how to swim please go get lessons it is a life-saving skill hopefully you don't need to use it in that way but if if you need it you need it it happens though right we've all had situations where maybe you're on holiday you're having a swim out in the sea or whatever and you get caught up in the wrong wave Mm -hmm. i'm terrible at swimming yeah i'm really bad at swimming it's just not something i mean i did a couple of swimming lessons when i was younger but then obviously as you would probably know, some people get really into it and some people are just like, eh, it's not for me. Like, I didn't like it. It's probably, obviously, my parents wanted me to do it when I was younger. But that's just led to me, like, obviously not going on that many holidays where there's, like, swimming pools and stuff. I don't have a swimming pool at home. Don't live near the sea. So I've never had the chance to, like, mm. go swimming regularly. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I can, like, I can paddle around yeah, in the water yeah. and I can, I'd be all right. But, like, I can't, like properly swim like I wouldn't my body wouldn't know how to like do it but yeah I really do want to get into I think it's like a good fitness like oh, opportunity to get into fitness as well because yeah. I'm not the best at going to the gym I find the gym a little bit boring but swimming I feel like it's something I could really really enjoy so I think I'm gonna try and maybe this year try and just go to a pool every week or something yeah, and just give, give it a, a go. shot definitely mm-hmm. and yeah that's the thing that like whilst I'm talking about the life-saving and like safety aspect of it the mental health the mm-hmm. fitness for your body like going on holiday I, I kind of blows my mind that there are so many people out there that will go on holiday be by a beach or be by a pool and probably not feel comfortable or not mm-hmm. want to touch the water because they can't swim yeah but I've never known that feeling so I've, I have had to learn a lot of empathy over the past couple of years to really understand that there are so many people out there that have aquaphobia or that haven't had the opportunities I've had and like stop looking at swimming as just something that you do to be the best at Mm -hmm. but a life-saving skill and something that can unlock a lot of happiness for people in their own way yeah 100% it's really cool because there are so many you know sports where I guess it's not necessarily as openly transferable to just regular life Mm. like whereas swimming is something that you do competitively but then you can use that influence to say hey on holiday go have a swim yeah. but in in a safe environment exactly. whereas that for lots of different sports that's not the case right yeah like an american football player or like, I don't know, a basketball <laughs> yeah, player yeah, yeah, never been in, a, in an emergency <laughs> situation of american football yeah it's, that's uh, awesome yeah, yeah it's very good yeah. and right now if you and if you're watching on on youtube right now you'll be able to see that alice is wearing nike um i'm so jealous <laughs> of this deal not like i could ever get <laughs> sponsored yeah. Hey, shoot your shot. Hey, Nike, if you're listening. No, but like to be a Nike athlete, like mm. I, I watched um, 
what's this film called about Jordan, the Michael Jordan's sneaker deal? I can't remember what it's called. But anyway. The like, recent one yeah. about, oh. What's it called? Yes. About Phil McKnight. Yes. Yeah, about, oh my God, it's going to be a should know this. It's <laughs> called Shoe Dog. The, film, the book's called Shoe Dog. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing because yeah. like, you know, Nike is probably the most recognisable, in my opinion, uh, brand when it comes to like clothing and sports yeah, there is. swoosh yeah yeah and to be an athlete yeah what 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 on earth like how, how, how did that happen I, I don't know and I don't like yeah I mean like where yeah. did it come from like because obviously you're an Olympian like yeah. it should put clothes all <laughs> over you but like how did it come about um, I think they saw what I was doing with the BSA and just trying to get more people into swimming, you know, community-based work and encouragement of anyone and everyone to try something different. And my agent was a big part of the deal as well, as you can imagine, Deji. Shout um, out Deji, who's yeah, outside. Deji, yeah, he's a good guy, he's always here, always, <laughs> always backing me. And um, yeah, I'm just really grateful. They've done some really cool things with them. I've been in Vogue with them. I've been in Wonderland. Like, I've just, I'm living like the most amazing dream and... Um, yeah, big shout out to Nike because like it's <laughs> just surreal. So cool. Like, so like cool. <laughs> how present are you about it all? Do you know, like when when great things happen in life, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it moves too quick to to, to appreciate mm-hmm. it. And, and we were just talking before we came in here that twenty twenty one feels like yesterday. Yes. Um, you just said it there that you you live in a dream. I think all of us in this room, to a certain degree, at times, are living mm-hmm. a dream. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. How do you, do you do you make sure that you soak it up with that? another pun? I try to you got to haven't you yeah. like um because you sit there and you think oh I need to, you're always chasing something I think I'm ambitious people as I think all of us are we're, we're chasing something there's always something we need to look forward to but you really do have to appreciate that like the thing that you're chasing you you might have in the future but whatever you've got now you chased couple years back or you might have chased a week ago and you have it now and it's like okay that's cool you need to, you need to enjoy it you need to yeah. find the time to enjoy it whatever however that may be and I've definitely that's definitely something I've been learning over the past couple of years because the Olympics flew by and next one's coming up very soon and before you know it that will be over and then I'll be retiring at some point and I'll be like okay well like my swimming career is done we need to start thinking about the next steps. Esports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it does go by so quickly and we move through different phases of our life and you do need to take snapshots as you go to remember it and just be grateful for what you've got in the present. And sometimes it will be hard, but hopefully you've got the right people to help you through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to do it right now. I'm taking a snapshot of this moment. <laughs> this, is, this is a good moment. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. These mics oh, cool. Thank you. Oh, sorry, thank you. Right. The mics have to, they're really not like, you have to be like right here. Oh, so okay. So yeah, I've just taken a mental snapshot right now. Beautiful. Hopefully we look good. They look great. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we do our famous survival oh, yes. mode? Yes, 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 yes. Survival mode, right? Okay. <clears throat> Apologies. It's a game that we play Evolve, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, if you were to, well, firstly, you need to think of the last video game you played. Okay. And then imagine if you woke up there tomorrow morning. Oh, God. Cheese. <laughs> How, <would you? laughs> How would you survive? It's Fortnite. So like, you just got to play the game, haven't you? But like, I ain't, hold a, I ain't ever held a gun in my life. 
I think I'd just hide. I'd camp somewhere. Well, do you know what there is? <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive bodies of water That's in Fortnite. So at least you'd ace that part yeah. of it. You could just swim away from everybody. Swim away is my online name. Is it actually? <laughs> No way. It's so cringe. No, that's a sick name. Swim away. Swim away. That's good. Is that what you do? Yeah, just go. I wish I I played Animal Crossing last night now because, oh my God, I would love to live in Animal Crossing. Like, New Horizon. Like, so good. And they introduced, like, because I played it when the game first came out. I think it came out in, like, lockdown or something. Yeah, March 2020. Severely searching for a Nintendo Switch to buy, and you just could not buy them in lockdown. It was so hard. But they release a game and then further on down the line, they release like a swimming update where you could go and like swim yes. in the water yeah. and stuff, which is really, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, you'd do very well in both of those yeah. games, I'm sure. Maybe yeah. maybe more so in Animal Crossing, Crossing considering so. that Fortnite can be quite violent. It's just an ideal lifestyle, isn't it? Like you oh, go 100%. around and sell fruit and catch bugs. And, and talk like, to your little neighbours yeah. and like visit the museum. Yeah, have you played Animal Crossing? Yeah, uh, like during lockdown, it was like, it felt like I was going on holiday. I was like, yes. oh yeah, you'd go and visit your friend's islands and they were yeah. like traveling. It was, that was a, a really good example of like gaming escapism. Like when, yeah. you, when you needed it the most, you know, because that time was Everyone's crazy. on Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, so you've got some things coming up mm-hmm. competitively. Yes. Um, British championships. British champs in April, yeah. And then hopefully Olympics in. August? August, yeah. Yeah, in Paris. Yeah, in Paris, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how much you... Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself to make it? Mm, I guess so, yeah. Like, that's all I'm training towards, if that makes sense. Like, that's the only thing that I've, I'm thinking about whilst I'm getting into swimming. I'm like, that's that's my thing. That's what I'm training for. So there's pressure in a way, but then I'm kind of, like, just enjoying it as well. I've yeah. really been enjoying training recently. It's been a really nice time. It's the most I've ever enjoyed it, actually. I'm really enjoying being with my teammates, and it's, like, good vibes. So nice. um, <clears throat> I'm kind of like, whatever happens... I've had a good run. That's how I'm seeing it. Whatever happens, like, it's been really cool this this period, like, leading from Tokyo up to Paris has been amazing. I actually ended up taking a break um, in 2022 for, like, five months mm-hmm. because I really wasn't enjoying swimming. And it was like, do I come back or not? And I did go back, get, like, got back into it really well, and it's it's been amazing since then. Mm-hmm. So I'm just happy that I rediscovered my love for it. Yeah. And still like working towards an amazing goal. Yeah, it must be really hard to keep your passion for something that you've you have to do like every single day, even sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah. And it's not just that; it's also strenuous on your body. Like it's not just oh, I have to go to training. It's also like when you get there, you're working so hard. Mm. And I'm sure outside of that too, like we did a big thing here at Guild where we were like teaching that you know competing is not just about like you being there in the moment competing it's also about everything you do outside that like your diet your lifestyle changes all that kind of stuff so I can imagine that it's probably a lot of pressure to put on yourself um so I feel a break is probably well deserved but I'm very glad that you've rediscovered your love for it thank you can't it can't be easy to do something for that long that many times a day what's the what what do you enjoy the most is is the driving force like the activity now or or is it the winning is it the do you still enjoy the process of like getting in the pool, swimming, up or open water, whatever? Yeah. Is it, or is it the, the the victory? It's the most I've enjoyed the process, yeah. and I'm hoping that will lead to a better victory. But yeah, it's That's cool. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. Like there have been periods of my life where I've hated training, haven't trained well, been very lazy. If I'm being quite honest, but still competed well. Mm-hmm. So it's just 
It's an interesting place to be at the moment, especially I'm considered quite old in my sport, like I'm 26. Um, God, yeah, it is. My swimming career is over. <laughs> I was just about to go to the pool tonight as well. I was thinking, you know what? Feeling inspired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, where's the next one after Paris? Could I make it? Uh, no, but you, you, uh, you, you feel like you're judged by, not judged, but I guess like in the history of swimming, mm. Are you stereotypically in the twilight years after the yeah, next one? it's kind of crazy. Like, I think it's because of the amount of meters, especially my event requires. Mm. It is, like, mentally for me, it, that is the most challenging thing, is getting in and, you know, I've got 8K this morning and then 8K in the evening and you're looking at the session and you're just thinking, like... I do want to be back home in bed, but yeah. I need to do this. I need to do this. Okay. <laughs> when you get in that second Olympic tattoo, it'll be all worth it. Just get another one beneath it for no reason. <laughs> oh, do you know what? You're um, you're a pleasure to, to be oh, around, and, and I know we always hype up our guests, but the do vibes you? in here are amazing. Yeah. I think you're a very, very lovely guest. Very yeah. inspiring too. And so humble. Like, oh. actually so humble. That. I don't think I've ever met a more humble person. And GameCube is the greatest console. <laughs> no, it is goated, like, fully. It is goated. Like, it was so ahead of its time. Oh, sorry, I'm just going to go on in the No, let's go. <laughs> I've got things, I've got more I can say about the GameCube. Let's do it. Because uh, one thing that you would love, I was, we were talking about this on the previous episode. Uh, my brother got a gift for Christmas, which is arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest gifts of all time. So he's got a GameCube, right? I don't even know they made these, but it's a portable screen that you attach your GameCube to and a battery. So, like, he can go on the train and play his GameCube. (laughs) I hope I see him on the train on the way home just sitting there playing his GameCube. Let's I wonder if he's going to bring it in. You should have told him to bring it in today. Let's all, let's all get one. Yeah. <laughs> get one. <laughs> I love that as well because it's, it's so retro. Now it's like, what, like 20 years old? Yeah. Like, and they, they, somebody came up with that back then. So good. I know. Anyway, that, is, that is very cool. Legendary. Um, <laughs> where can we find you? Anybody watching this, listening to this, oh, wants to find you? Um, Twitter. Oh, my God. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Twitter and Instagram are Alice Deering X. And then LinkedIn, Alice Deering. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, me neither. Well, actually, I'm a, but I don't use it that much. But, but I can't wait to see what you do next, oh, Alice. Yeah. Best of luck in champs, and we hope to see you at the Olympics. Yes. Do indeed. And if yes. not, don't worry, you've already made history. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Doing amazing things. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been uh, this has been a lovely episode. So I've loved it. Mm, first, for me. our first athlete. Yeah, our yeah. first athlete. Oh, oh, you're our first athlete on the podcast. Except for Stevie, of course. Like, oh know, yeah, yeah. He's got a personal trainer. Yeah, Stevie so. has got a personal trainer, so yeah, you know, he's doing. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for coming in. Harry, thank you as always. And thank you for listening. Get in touch and we'll see you next time in the lobby. Bye. Bye. Bye.